and welcome to the Over Under Achievers, the only sports podcast in the world. I'm your host, Sonks McCoy. Join me as always, facing a suspension for inappropriate activity at the Boston Celtics headquarters, it's Jason Waterfalls. Is that true? No, I am not. No, I... This is not what we're gonna do on this one. Thank you. <laughs> I was okay. I was a little short for time in prepping this, and this is the most significant thing that's happening. That by the time people are listening to this, like they'll know the scale of it. But um, I actually a little inside baseball. I was watching Survivor, just crushing Survivor's premiere last night, and uh, got on the Insta, just seeing what was up. Saw this news, went to text you and Andre. I was like, you guys see this? But my man Jason had already texted that earlier and was like, did you guys see this? So first of all, credit to us. Same brain. Same, you know, just like high mind. I don't think credit that's a good to thing. You, yeah. No, it's not. But we're not here to talk about that. But credit for you, credit to you for being a little quicker on that. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't see many more details uh, beyond there was an inappropriate relationship. Not with you. We're talking about Ime Adoku, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, just for clarity. Yes. And the the clarification i've seen that maybe he was i've seen that maybe he was doing something around the facility that he shouldn't have yeah himself yeah and then i've also seen that he had a consensual relationship with a female um boston celtics employee so it was consensual but it was against the rules now listen again we know basically nothing um so we're going to talk in broad generalities here but one of those jason I feel a lot better about it, it. It's still a little weird because he's the head coach. I don't know. I don't know power dynamics and I don't know if that's abuse power, but I'm assuming from what I've seen from Shams and, and Woj, like it was a consensual, everything's chill. I'm assuming that if not strike this from record, redact, restrike, Correct. strike, Correct. disavow. But if, if he's doing that, I, I, I don't really have a problem with him as much as if he's going around the facility doing stuff with himself. I've got a big problem with that. All of a sudden, (laughs) that's a very different situation. This is going two different ways very quickly, and I don't know where it's going to land. That road, it's not one of those where we're going to fork a little bit, and then over five miles we'll drift apart. It's a hard left if it's one of those. So, And then you put uh, this on top of the Doc Rivers liking what he likes on Twitter or Instagram. And not knowing that his likes are tracked is uh, a lot going on with coaches, huh? I just feel like public figures in sports should come with an assi- like a, a Gen Z assistant who's like, here's what here's what's cringe, <laughs> and here's what I'm going to keep you from doing. Any decision you make online has to go through me. I know, stop. but that's a problem, too, because then what's Doc Rivers supposed to ask the Gen Z assistant? Hey, is it okay to like this booties picture? Or, you know, yeah. like, no, yeah. now that's... Any, but see, any now decision that he got that you make online to help it, him, now exactly. he's in trouble for asking that question. So it just never ends. No, no, it's it, that's uh, yeah, you're probably right. That we're doing like a whole new season of scandal, and I don't want to get into that. So uh, th- that's actually a good point. Uh, the Over Underachievers is a secret friendly sports show dedicated to helping those who are too busy or only have a passing interest in sports learn about what's going on in the realm. If you can't watch the All 22 and don't care to listen to Stephen A screaming about news items, we are the show for you. Jason, what's good, man? How are we doing? Let's get into it. I couldn't record last week, so let's just let's just dive right into it. Do you want I mean, to rip the bandaid off? And yep. and and okay, okay. Yep, the yep. floor is yours, my man. Um, I I prefer to take questions at this time. Um, okay, I'm not I'm not promoting any information about how I currently feel about the state of Notre Dame football. Okay, uh, can I can I make an anecdotal observation on what I you're feel saying? like I'm at a press conference and yeah. you know I'm here to answer questions. I have a prepared statement, but it's brief. Okay, go ahead and read that, and then I think there are some questions awaiting you uh, really quick. I did tweet this out. I am very excited for the 2023 (laughs) Notre Dame football season. We are not looking backwards, just like you and I don't on this podcast when we have bad takes. We're not looking backwards. We are looking forwards, and we are going to figure this out together. 
Okay. Uh, some questions uh, really quick over there. Uh, yes. yes. Jason, is it true that during last week's Notre Dame game, instead of watching it, you were on the golf course? Care to comment? That is correct. That is game three against Cal, and uh, I was not watching it. That's correct. Was that a pre-scheduled golf uh, uh, outing, or was that something that you uh, intentionally scheduled so you didn't have to watch Notre Dame? It was pre-scheduled. I was in Wisconsin for my brother's birthday weekend, and that was the day when we were going to play the golf. Okay. Was So was your brother's birthday pre-scheduled, or did he just have it so you wouldn't have to watch the Cal-Notre Dame game follow-up? I... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to talk about the Cal Notre Dame game any more than we already have. Okay. But we played 27 holes. That was fun. Um, if the, if, uh, the Notre Dame's offense was a Disney princess, which one would it be? And why would it be the worst one? Because it's flounder. not good right now. <laughs> it would be flounder. Can I throw a take at you that I've been, I've been kicking around and just like running by people just to see their reaction? Yes. I think that Marcus Freeman is too in shape. I think when you're too in shape and too good looking, you can't be as good of a coach. Okay. I think that's what so got then, Dan Campbell the first time around. And now he's better because he's like, I need to maintain balance. I can be good looking, but I'm mostly mass. I'm not like, uh, like uh men's health attractive. This is going to be mean, but then what's Tommy Reese's excuse? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, follow up in the press conference. Did you find some catharsis? watching Tommy Reese scream at the backup quarterback for not doing his job? Yes. I actually like Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator and as a coach, and I'm blaming it more on the players, but it might be a Tommy Reese problem. I'm not committing to that yet. Sure. But, um, yeah, I, I really like that clip of him just freaking out <laughs> and screaming, do your job. I think he's dipping and he doesn't get any spittle out, so that's just like expert level uh, chewing out. Uh, last thing on the Notre Dame thing. I just think it's in, in 2022, the year of our Lord, to go into a season and be like, I don't know how we're going to score points. We'll figure it out. That's just a, that's a, that's an interesting strategy. You know, I, th- I think it's just they've not had this bad of quarterback play in a long time. And they've not had, you know, this no, you know, no star running back, no star wide receivers type situation. It's just, but it's a good recruiting class, I guess. I don't know. I'm just hoping for next year at this point. Here's the truth about the situation. I do not understand how they went to Ohio State. Offense really only looked good for that first drive. I get yeah. that. But they played really hard and they played really well. And then everything just fell apart. I'm wondering if it's a Scott Frost, unfortunately, type situation of something else is going on there that we're not going to find out for six to eight weeks or maybe in the offseason or something. Because it was very weird to go to Ohio State, play really hard, and then lose it home to Marshall. That is just freaking strange. It, it's weird. It's weird. It, or it might just be the uh, Seth Rogen and Knocked Up that we've talked about. And he's only got the dice move as a dance. And Notre Dame as gritty, uh, uh, gritty white guys, that's their only move. So uh, it's, it's, I don't envy you. It's going to be a long. <laughs> It's gonna be a long season. So wait, did you? So uh, Andre offered you in our uh, Friday, or I guess last week's post on our Substack community. Andre offered you a bet of over under seven and a half wins on the season for Notre Dame, and he offered a stake bet. He's taking the under. Would you be interested in taking the over? I am accepting that bet. I'm here to say I'm accepting that bet. Okay, in your face, people don't can't see this like I do. You're just being a good sport and trying to make yes. good content, and you know <laughs> you, you're. All, I don't know how great your... the content's going to be when I ship that man steaks, but you know, 
I see you typing omahasteaks.com to go ahead and pre-order that steak because there's no snake, way they're getting snake river. That. What's the snake river farms? Snake, snake river. river. There's, there's get a little fatty and I'm, I'm a steak fat enthusiast. You know that about me. I love steak fat. It was a little too much for me. I was like, it's not for me, but for somebody else, I guess. Um, okay. You know what? You shared something hard. I will share something difficult as well. Okay. Uh, uh, I feel like we need to talk about Tom Brady because I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know why he's lost so much weight. I don't know why his hair looks like that. I don't know why he's getting into so many fights and they're not even cool fights. You know, they're not even like in a parking garage, me with a broken beer bottle and you with a machete, like, and we're going to duke this out. That would be awesome. He's getting into like slap fights, you know, and like uh wedgie fights. And I just, I don't know what to make of this. This Bucks team is doing a little better than I thought. I think we were all kind of shorting them a little bit. Um, uh, so for them to beat the Saints is an accomplishment, I guess. But I, at this point in the season, knowing what you know about Tom Brady and the Bucks and what lies ahead, are you feeling better or worse about the same going into the season than you did? I feel about the same because I was not as down on this Bucks team as I think that you, as, as you were. Mm-hmm. And the Tom Brady, New Orleans Saints can't beat them when he's with the Bucks thing. It had to come an end, come to an end at some point. Right. I was very interested that it came to an end at this point. And the slap, Tom Brady's always been a screamer, slap fight type guy. I, I don't think, I wonder if you're just trying to separate yourself from 45-year-old Tom. Like maybe mm. because of your ageism, he's a little bit old for you. Oh, at that's this interesting. Point, because I don't think much is different with him. The 10 days was weird, but I think we've got clarity on what some of that might have been. Sure. And maybe he's just, you know, maybe he held on one one year too many, but that's okay. But he's not playing horrible. No, it's okay. What it if is I told weird. You? I, I give you that. Something's going on I think different, but it's, it's not the like- hissy fits that are stacking up like consecutively. You know, normally it'd be like twice a season. You'd be like, that's just Tom. That's just Tom being Tom. But it's like every single week now. And that's probably he's breaking tablets. I don't know how much those things cost. You know, those Microsoft tablets, those are probably super expensive. And I've heard they're very successful and everyone loves them. No one has a bad thing to say about them. <laughs> uh, but Did we just go straight into a fake ad? <laughs> Listen, and just so you know, there's a siren like literally outside my window. And it's just like, it's, there's a police officer staring at me holding a siren and it's just playing. So there's nothing we're going to be able to do about that. That's fun. Um, what if I told you that he said, here's the game plan. I'm going to not practice on Wednesdays ever again. And then the first Wednesday that came up after that pronouncement, he practiced on it. Would that strike you as weird? No. That would strike me as the team needed extra practice and he and he knew it, so he did it. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm just I'm trying to be I'm trying to prosecute my biases. And I just feel like something's weird. I can't weird. figure out what angle you're doing here with this. This is not stuff. a reverse jinx. This, this is not a reverse this, jinx. I know, but this is like you saying that Brad Pitt uh, recently on the podcast, you said Brad Pitt needs to stop doing the funny stuff he does because he's not funny he's doing cutesy di- funny stuff i disagree whole wholeheartedly you In know that what trailer, it is when he falls off that balcony i laughed out loud. okay that was funny i, I love anybody falling off a balcony or getting kicked in the nuts i'm always gonna laugh i don't care about that okay even if it's like yeah i'm not gonna say i was gonna say like the queen but she's dead so i can't say that so like <laughs> nobody heard that Christ nobody hear that but like orically she fell <laughs> off the balcony <laughs> wow she did you see the announcer who was like I, he was talking about how the queen is trapped in her coffin now. I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, what are we bringing to this? I've Why never heard that. that. I've never heard that phrase before. Are you trying to make everyone panic about death right now? It's absurd. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm not 
trying to be overreactive, but it feels weird. It feels very strange. Like, Hold on. We need to address things. the Brad Pitt thing. What, what, is that you went all the way back to Tom? That's fine. Yeah. yeah. We need to go back to Tom. Okay. He, I don't. Brad Pitt is hilarious. He needs to do the bit comedy parts more than he does, especially at this age and whatever's going on with him. The bit comedy stuff is way better than than the other stuff, in my opinion. Okay, okay, here's where we differ. I, I am a more subtle person. I appreciate subtle humor, okay? So I like what he did in um, the Once Upon a Time in L.A., okay? He is, a, he is not meant to be a funny character, but there are moments where he is subtly very funny by what he chooses to do. The stuff in the in Bullet Train and what appears to be this uh, Babylon movie by Damien Chazelle, um, it feels like he presents as funny, and then he will do subtly interesting stuff in the background. I don't like that. I don't like that arrangement. I like it reverse. Like okay, so we meet in the middle on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Man, I could not think of that title. There's a lot of words in that one. It got me too <laughs> for a second. I didn't like that movie. I don't. I thought it was well acted, but I, I don't know. I just Did didn't you, really... it, to me it was worth it for the Leo scene where he freaks out and starts trash talking himself. That was my favorite part. It was worth it for Brad Pitt and the couple of the Leo scenes. I think Leo's awesome, but I did not particularly love that movie. But we meet in the middle there. But then I'm on the end of this Babylon trailer and the Lost City and Brad Pitt being absolutely incredible and showing up in other bit parts. And then you're on the other side of you only want serious actor Brad Pitt. No. Okay. See, the Lost City is a perfect. uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That's how I like him. Where the character doesn't. That's being silly. No. See, the character doesn't realize he's he's funny. When the character realizes he's funny, Brad Pitt's not funny. Okay. But when the character's like, I am a rescue person and I'm handsome because my dad was a weatherman. And he believes that. That's not him trying to be funny. He thinks that. He actually thinks that. Going back was to he? Once Upon a Time in L.A., I feel like you got turned Hollywood. off by that movie when um, the uh, – or Hollywood, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, exactly. When they went to the Manson Farm and everybody had dirty feet. I can see you being like, ooh, I don't I like I did this. not like that Manson Farm <laughs> scene. <laughs> not specifically because of dirty feet. I don't have anything against dirty feet. but I do. I will say it right now. I'll be brave and proud. I don't like dirty feet. Don't show me your dirty feet. Okay, that get out of scene here. was intense. I got to tell you, I, I was like, I might be done with this, watching this movie <laughs> at this point. All right, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, was he intentionally trying to be funny or was he was he happened to be funny? Because it he blurred the lines very, okay. because he, he's trying to be an action star. But then at moments where he's on camera and he jumps out of the car and he does a little like pee pee dance or whatever. Um, that's where he's trying to be funny. And I don't like it. I don't think he's funny. Oh, my gosh. I think that's hilarious. Man. I think he's so good in those moments. Are we ending the podcast right now? I feel like we are done with this show. <laughs> Forget it. Let's go back to Tom because this is just you evolving and changing in your life, I feel like, because you used to um, unapologetically stick up for Brad and Tom, and now you're starting to pick them apart. I think that this is an evolution for you. I'm here for it, and I'm very interested if it started in January of 21 when you got back on Twitter quite a bit. No, I think it is. Or maybe that's 20. I don't know. I don't need to understand time anymore. I think this is Tom Brady is not scoring points anymore and his whole offensive line is injured and all of his receivers are always going to be like kind of injured. Like Julio, Julio looked great for 10 minutes and it was like, Oh, he's always going to be like doubtful for the rest of the season. And I think he's like sick of it. He's old man on the, on the lawn. He's sick of it. He just wants some continuity and he's not going to be fair. But like 10 years ago when they would not score, he was sick of it too in new England. I don't think Tom has changed that much. I think the circumstance around Tom has certainly changed and he's not going to score if his offensive line is hurt and his wide receivers are, you know, in the sixth, seventh depth chart type guys. Very interested to see this, uh, this weekend's game at green Bay, because I think they have a really good defense and this all is stacking up for a green Bay blowout. 
um, which uh, we're not here but to Green talk Bay, about. But, but Green Bay's not really blowing anybody out. No, they're not. And I think the Bucks. this might be like a nine nine to three game as well. Tom Brady's head might explode. But we're not going to talk about what we gambled on last weekend in the NFL because there's no point to do that. No one, no one's interested in how much money we lost. There's just not a reason to go there. You know, I, I made like money on Saturday, if that helps, finally. Yeah, yeah. And I that's didn't. where it ended for me. That is where it ended for me. <laughs> oh no, it didn't end there for me. It <laughs> it, it went it went back to to where I, I won it from on Sunday. Just yeah. As you're saying. It's uh, it's rough. Um, okay, that so I, it, we'll call those overreactions. Do you have any underreactions you want to talk about? I'm underreacting to Tua being elite right now. Let's 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 all take a breath now. Remember, my stance on Tua is right down the middle. I think right. he's the 15th or 16th quarterback, probably 17th or 18th quarterback in the league. Do I think he's great? No. Do I think he's good? Yes. Do I think he's terrible? No. So th- that's my take on him. But man, I got to tell you, I didn't watch the entire game. We were mostly watching Red Zone. But the first half of that Baltimore game and the uh, Baltimore Baltimore Dolphins Ravens mm-hmm. Dolphins game was completely different, and I don't know if that's Mike McDaniel, you know, drawing it up in the second half or whatever, mm-hmm. and figuring it, and he figured it out. But I'm liking what's going on down there with the Dolphins, but I'm underreacting specifically to a being elite. Yeah, so it feels like there's no way for the discourse to be measured. It's always like he's a bust or he's um god's second son after jesus and i really just feel like this is uh dolphins got fast guys and when they really think about how to use fast guys and Tua can hit the fast guys uh they do really well because he looked incredible but a lot of that was because Jalen waddle and uh tyreek can run so very fast and catch balls uh way beyond anyone else uh and the speed that they can catch up with yeah but all the things came together at the same time tua under through less than he normally does yes yeah and guys were wide freaking open, which is a breakdown on the defense, not just them being blatantly fast. Like guys were wide, wide, wide open. Um, and, and then, and then you got Gasecki doing the absolute worst Oof. gritty of all time, and the memes online since that have been hilarious. Do you think he practiced? Do you think he practiced? Or he he like said a- he practiced in front of the mirror. <sighs> That felt like a, I think I've got this. I'm going to try it, and I don't have it. <laughs> don't you know? do it. It's like the Dougie, the gritty. You, you need to practice way more in front of a mirror before you take that out onto the field. That a, a, a white guy doing the gritty needs to be like your TED talk. You have to have that uh, completely uh, memorized. You're not improvising. You're not yes anding on that. You know. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that is a that's a good take. But um, as someone who has a little stock into a little little to a non stock, um, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think that's more Mike McDaniel, though. I think you're right. Um, did you happen to watch the Survivor premiere uh, last night? I, I did not yet. We're watching it tonight. Okay, you're watching it tonight. So I'm gonna uh, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I'm gonna underreact to you know we did our family did our contestant draft, you know snake draft. You saw that? Got let everybody read the preview. You know, get a sense of who was. Uh, and this blood, was before like, the first episode, correct? Before the first episode, so everyone, um, uh, my son and I got uh, three picks. The girls got four picks just because of how the snake draft went. Um, I had a huge bias against Ellie going into the uh, season because I didn't think psychologists have done well. Um, but immediately in the first episode, she jumps off the screen. She jumps off the Interesting. screen. She's got a great story that you'll hear about, uh, but also she feels like slowly she's uh, controlling the game in a big way. So I'm interested to hear wh- who uh, resonates with you because it's, it's a really good cast this year. I really like this cast. I, when you were bringing this up and you were saying that you're going to react to it right now, I thought you were going to go the other way. So now I'm really, really excited. Is this is this the first post 
COVID setup season or what, what's the, well, the, so 41 and 42 were shot kind of, uh, technically post COVID, but still during COVID and they did the 26 day shooting schedule, which they're still back doing to back. Yeah. But these, those two seasons didn't know any of the new stuff. The season does. Okay, so they asking. have to yep. innovate okay. a little bit. So, but it's yep. still a little familiar, but I f- it's a really great group. Um, a lot of good stories. Uh, and I like the, the handle of the, of the show so far. So, uh, I think you're going to, uh, I'm underreacting to how much I love it. And I'm also underreacting to myself for shorting Ellie because I think she's going to be a power player. I love that. I love that. I'm really, I'm, I'm mad at myself. I'm really mad at myself. Um, okay. I had another one about, do, do you know, Tom Hardy is like a champion, um, Brazilian jujitsu, like jiu-jitsu. master. Yeah, I did one two. He's won two tournaments this year. See, I'd seen this on like Instagram, but I always thought it was a joke. I thought it was a guy who looks like Tom Hardy, but is actually Tom Hardy. Like he is actually killing people. The, the picture actually. that came out yesterday is a guy that looks like Tom Hardy. It, <laughs> it's and, a lot and of it, gray and white, and, it, and he looks handsome still. But it is a different, different Tom Hardy look than the clone campaigns or leather campaigns, whatever he's done in the past. Now, so over under how much percentage increase in your respect for him after learning about this? Uh, I'm going to set it at 14.5%. Over. Way, like a way over or just a little over? Way over. I mean, he's always been a guy that's like come out with like, hey, respect. I treat the janitor the same way I treat the C- CEO. My dad always taught me that sort of stuff. And he yeah. seemed like a pretty reasonable guy. I mean, I'm sure he's a crazy person, but that's okay. Uh, give him benefit of the doubt. But now that he's like taking the time to do this and he's not presenting in some perfectly polished type way, like if Tom Cruise really went into jujitsu, he would not have scraggly hair and a beard like that. You know, it no. would be all be there'd so be a documentary crew following him around as he did it like the whole thing this this just feels like this is what tom wants to do right now yeah that's i'm gonna take the way over i'm at like 48 percent because i like a guy who is like i think i want to get into jiu-jitsu and i'm just gonna do that and i'm gonna disappear for a little bit and just do my thing and i want to see if i can be really good at it i think that's hilarious and i love it so much i as someone who also wants to disappear into their interests like I find a lot of uh, freedom and hope in what Tom Hardy is doing. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And, and speaking of falling into your interests, I am overreacting to how much I love the Bills and Josh Allen. Oh my gosh! Like, do you? I think... bought a non Under Armour hat, a Bills hat. Okay, okay. Mine's a fitted. snapback. Mine's not nope. fitted yet. So you know, Oof. it's we're, we're we're getting there. We're getting there slowly. I got a fitted hat for the Bills. I said good luck to the Colts in a text thread. So everybody was like, hey, you have a team and you're excited and you love the Colts. I don't know what's going on with the Colts. And I am, I I don't even want to talk about it because between that and Notre Dame, teams in Indiana that I was going to like are not doing well at all. (laughs) So I'm just going to bail on everything and stick to what we said at the beginning of the year, which is we are a Bills podcast. Now you, you kind of, Almost weren't a Bills podcast guy for a minute there. So I okay. would imagine you want to be fair. all the way back. No. The, uh, 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 so I can understand how you got to that conclusion, Jason. <laughs> I can understand how you arrived at that false conclusion. Um, what some people – I've talked to my publicist, and what she has told me is that what I need to emphasize was that I was just presenting an alternate uh, point of view. Okay, I was just doing the research. You know, I was just asking questions, Jason. I was just asking questions. I wasn't telling you how to feel. I was just saying, what if they're not as good? What if they're just a lot of smoke, not a lot of fire, you know? And hypothetically, what if I took Tennessee in the 10 points and thought, there's no way the Titans will get beaten in the week one and then get blown out in week two. There's no way that's going to happen. And honestly, I kind of appreciated what the Bills did for me 
because I don't know, two minutes in that game, I was like, oh, I've lost that bet. That's over. That's done now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that 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 Bills Titans game did two things for me. And it made me it made me had to murder a take. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to admit that Ryan Tannehill is not even a good quarterback. There has been ever since I sent that text, I have ruined Ryan Tannehill's life. Okay, I would blame that on him, but I'll also let me let's switch roles here. I would say I don't know that it's fair to stare into the sun and have your corneas burnt and be like, I'm not good at looking at stuff or using my <laughs> eyes. That just I don't know that anyone was winning that game. That felt I just I almost ask you like over under how much would the Bills beat God and his angels by in a game of football? Because I feel like it would be seven and a half at least, and I would take the over. They're, they look so good right now. The bit, and then that's so that's the other side. First of all, the Titans need to put Malik Willis in. Just do it. Tannehill yeah. is is done. I think he played great two years ago. I think he played great in the regular season last year, mostly. He's done. He just looks like a done quarterback. I saw this thing online where it was like the different versions of Kirk Cousins and like there's all these quarterbacks. It's like Matt Ryan is old Kirk Cousins or something <laughs> like that. And like Tannehill is some version of Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson is like mile high Kirk Cousins. Like everybody is just a version of Kirk Cousins. And oh, that's those, incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hilarious. I got to find it. But the Bills, I put in Malik Willis for the Titans, but but the Bills, I'm all the way in. I don't think I've ever been this excited about a quarterback since John Elway. I love Josh Allen so freaking much i always really really liked peyton but i was a texans fan and he was on the colts but i really really respected and enjoyed watching regular season peyton but there there is nothing better than watching josh allen look you're you're not wrong and the the first this team gives me a little bit of uh 2007 patriots vibes you know of just uh, not just like smashing teams but uh emasculating teams but I feel like their defense is pretty is is better and it's pretty significant. And second, I'm with you. You know, as Tom kind of ages out, I'm opening. I'm more like you know, uh, pansexual with my quarterbacks. You know, I'm not monogamous with quarterbacks anymore. So I'm like, I can I can appreciate Pat Patrick Mahomes, but I can also love Josh Allen, and I can also love you know other like quarterbacks and stuff like that. But um, the moment that cinched it for me with Josh Allen was when he did that Peter King interview and went to shake Peter King's hand. And Peter King would not shake his hand. Do, have you seen this? I need to send it to you. No. He, he tries to shake Peter King's hand. And Peter King is like, you know, live from New York, Peter King, fan fan news or whatever. And like Josh <laughs> keeps it there. And Peter even looks at it and then looks away. And then Josh looks at the camera and is like, <gasps> <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. So I was like, I'm all on this guy. I'm all on this guy. He's so likable. Buffalo is so likable. I mean, I've got connections to it. It was where my grandparents and my mom's side were born. Uh, I still have family there. So obviously, I'm allowed to be a a Bills fan without anybody giving me any grief at all. But I've been (laughs) on the Bills for a couple of years now. Last year, I was really flirting with the Bills and the Bengals, as we know. Uh, But it's all Bills all the time now. Yeah, I'm all that, in on the Bills. They're wild, man. They are wild. Uh, that was a wild game to watch. Okay, uh, that's overreactions and reactions. Let's go ahead and go to our over-unders for this week. All right, this first one, this is about Doug Ramsey. He's the uh, chief uh, operations officer of Beyond Meat, and he was arrested this weekend for allegedly biting a man's nose during a fight in a parking garage uh, after the uh, Arkansas, I guess, Missouri State college football game. Um, he faces charges of terroristic threatening, threatening and uh, third-degree battery. This is wild. And that I have, sounds so bad. I, it sounds really bad. I have two over-unders here. Um, over-under um, 0.5 beyond meat 
meals you've had in your life? And also over under four and a half different parts of the body, would you attack before you think I have to bite this person's nose? Oh, now that's interesting. Cause I'm going, I'm going way under on the 4.5. I would bite you're, a nose. You're immediately biting a nose then? So it's probably somebody's finger. Okay. I guess this list does get, I mean, like, are you kind of like, is arm different than hand different than fingers here? Well, if you're someone, if you're in a fight, honestly, Jason, and you're like, I'm going to punch him in the arm. No, I'm going to punch him in the finger. I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I trust your fighting style, to be honest with you. That's crazy. Like, if you're like, I'm going to kick him in the testicles. That's smart. (laughs) Like, did this guy just punch my ring finger? I don't know what to do now. I'm, (laughs) I'm a little bedazzled. He's precise. But if you kick kick the (laughs) testicles. If you kick him in the testicles, we'll call that one. That's not two. That's one. Okay. That's a, that's one unit. <laughs> Could be pun three. Intended. All right. Yeah. All right. I would say that I think I've had a Beyond Meat. Is is Impossible Burger something? We'll call that all the same because I, they don't have brand separation yet. Yeah. They do not have brand. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I've had the fake stuff somewhere. Uh, you've got something at Qdoba mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. not real meat. There's something somewhere else that's plant-based meat i've had i've had it a couple of times because i think i've i've had it way over because uh we'll get the frozen stuff and cook that put a little quinoa nice little meal nice little nighttime evening meal um but i do think i can we just stop with the, like beyond meat or impossible or let's, like let's transcension for them what do you think i just want to be like, fake meat it's fake meat yes thank you it just is what it is. I don't, I don't, I'm not a baby. I don't need you to like make me feel better about eating fake meat. I'm trying like there, I have a friend who's like, I don't eat meat anymore because I don't want my heart to explode. And I was just like, oh crap. I don't want my heart to explode. Should I eat fake meat now too? So I kind of do, go, but I kind of don't. Go, why don't we call it like plants, not meat? Why don't oh. we go the vegetable route? Then you feel good about eating it because you're vegetable serving for the day. I like that. Can what that, if, can that what be if a we, thing where it's like it equals vegetables, but it tastes see, I think like that's meat? Good. I think what if we did something like beat the meat and try vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know like so <laughs> that beyondmeat.com slash B-E-A-T <laughs> slash over underachievers for a code to get that. I thought of that 30 seconds ago and I've tried to not laugh the whole time. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. So over under uh body parts, you would attack before you bite the nose. I, I mean, so I'm like face, stomach, testicles. Um, you're going to bite somebody's testicles. No, no, no. Just, here? just That's strike. Hold on. <laughs> just strike. How, strike I, how many bite are very different things. The question how many parts is of the body do you attack? Okay. You if attack? we're okay. The, the biting is a different, is a different deal because okay, I agree okay. with you. Now I, now I get it. Now I you've get got it. shoulder. You've got, I just don't see how I'm biting someone's hand. How did they let me bite their hand? Do you know what I mean? If it's like over your mouth because they're like choking you out. Why are they choking me over my mouth though? You know, oh, because they like, missed or you're keeping them off your neck, you know? Yeah, I don't, I mean, that sounds reasonable, but I don't think that is, but I, I will allow it. Bite happening. I don't understand what the situation specifically was to get a mouth that close to a nose for a bite to occur. In a parking garage. I, I well, gotta be honest with you. So apparently they, somebody... He, t- he somebody tapped him and then he got out he broke a window he pulled the person out of the car what? he started beating the crap out of them yeah this is what happened this is why he's in such big trouble <laughs> that he wasn't just walking in a parking garage like uh, there somebody you know cars hit or something like that all allegedly i don't know all the specifics sure uh but yeah it's it's not it's not one of those um just two guys were walking next to each other like this guy freaked out wow allegedly 
if you if you do want to bite someone's nose, a parking garage is a great situation to do that because you are kind of trapped, you know. Like well, especially that, if like they're exit. like waiting to get out and they're in that line. Exactly. Exactly. But nothing beats the fact. <laughs> careful. Nothing beats the <laughs> fact that this guy is the Beyond Meets COO. Like it's just, <laughs> and then he bites a nose. Like Mike Tyson now has I don't know gummies or weed gummies or something sure. shaped like ears or maybe Evander Holyfield does. I hope Evander's in on that deal with him. But yeah. you know th- that's like years later capitalizing on it. You're already a fake meat. COO and you bite someone's nose cannibalism sure it's it just makes you question what's in that meat it's problematic branding uh in association with uh, your your beat the meat company you know so which brings I just, us to our sponsor what's in that meat.com slash over underachievers <laughs> i think there's an opportunity here i think we should reach out we'll, we'll have a fake ad next week i think that will that will, that will be good um and i feel like arkansas is having a good season so like why is everybody upset you know, like, was this guy, like, was it Bobby Petrino that he, like, bit his nose? Like, I don't understand, like, why he gets Allegedly, so it was also, like, a Missouri State fan. Oh, I guess that's right. But, like, but you won. I, I know. Why are you freaking out? It was a little like, closer exactly. than it should have been. But, like, my my guy, like, just chilled a big one. And you're a, you're a Beyond Meat COO. Why are you in a parking garage? You should have your own spot. You should have, like, also, nice Sam passes. Pitt- Sam Pittman heard this story, and he was just like, kick him out. We, we we are a meat eating team here. I are you prepared to become a Sam Pittman podcast? Yes, so, I am. Yes, right now I will. I will make that commitment. I will walk as, to the as altar. a coach, not the not the entire Arkansas brand, not the Arkansas bas- brand yet. Their, their basketball and football teams are on the rise. I am absolutely a Sam Pittman fan, and okay, I hope so he we, stays there because he's getting officially... starting to get rumored for other jobs, including no, the don't do that. I, I made the whole Why point. Why would you leave for Arkansas? It, yes. it's, it's it's so great. So we're officially Sam Pittman, and under my leadership, we're a Bills podcast, um, and you guys have followed <laughs> suit with that. <laughs> um, okay, let's do uh, next over under. Uh, I want to ask you, so I think there are five NFL teams um, that are currently owned to, and uh, I want to ask you, of those five teams, how many will make the playoffs? I'm setting the over under at 0.5. So basically, will any of these make the playoffs? We I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the teams right now. Cincinnati Bengals, 0-2. Tennessee Titans, 0-2. Las Vegas Raiders, 0-2. That one surprised me. I forgot about that. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Will any of these make the playoffs? Now, I'm going to extend to include the Colts. Love it. And the and the Texans, if you'll allow me, who are 0-1-1. and one. Yes. Okay, that's a great call. That's a great call. I think that only the Raiders make the playoffs out of that entire list. And that pains me because I cannot believe how bad the Colts are. Can okay. not believe it. So let me ask this because I think uh, you, Andrea, and I all have a uh, parlay where the Colts have to win the South for us to win. Colts need money. to have a winning record. Oh, is that so, what? Well, okay, I've got a South one too, so I'm in trouble there. Um, yes. Who do you see winning the South? If I have uh, no the, freaking clue, and I think it might still be the Colts. Okay, so I'm they might make the playoffs, playoffs, but I'm not going to bet on that. It's not the Jaguars. I, I, I am staying on my take that Lawrence is not good. Uh, okay. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be some r- r- rocky waters ahead. So hold on for dear life. You know, I think he's got way better coach this year than last year. That's, but that's not, that's not saying a ton, but needless to say that the Colts, I think only make the playoffs if they win the division, because yeah. that's just how the AFC South is probably going to go. Two teams are probably not in the AFC playoffs. It's the Bengals. That's the biggest surprise at 0 yeah. two. However, they're the Super Bowl loser, 
which we just always just pretend like people can restock. Whatever happens to the Super Bowl loser every single season is that they have a problem. You know, okay, and this this is uh, I've got an analogy that applies to the Bengals because we talked about this, and that is established canon as the Super Bowl loser just has a miserable year. We just know that. And we talked about it on the show, and I was like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. They fixed our offensive line. Okay. This uh, this last Friday, Ashley and I, we had a date night, right? So we, we go make reservations. We walk into this place, um, and we get there. And I say, hey, you know, McCoy, reservation for 7 o'clock. And the hostess says, okay, just so you know, um, we had like this party, this surprise party of 50 people who just came in. So we're not going to be able to see you until 730. And honestly, I don't know when you'll get your food. And I just said, what? And she goes, you know what? It'll be fine. Uh, right this way. We'll see you right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we sat down, and I was just like, there's no way this works out, right? I, I know too much. I, she told me too much, and I know we're not going to get our food on time. It's not going to be a good experience. Food's not going to be good. So we left, and we walked out. But yet with the Bengals bet, I walked in and I sat down, and I had a meal, and I bet on them to get to the playoffs, even though I know History tells me the precedent is that they will not make the playoffs and they will have a bad gear. And here we are, and they're having a terrible year. With two games, they should have won, to be honest with you. They should have won both games. It's just such a weird situation with them because I think that they're okay. But I don't know why they're so bad, and I don't know why the Colts are so bad. So I just got to give it a couple more weeks, and maybe something happens. But out of that list, as far as who is going to make the playoffs – I think the Vegas Raiders still do because I think the Broncos are trash at one and one. I think that uh, the Chargers and Chiefs are both good. The Chargers only have a loss because they played the Chiefs. Yeah. And I think the Raiders just got a really weird at the end there versus the Cardinals. Um, But I think they've played pretty well overall. I'm going to, so I'll be different. I'll say the Bengals, even though I know better. And I just said I know better, but I don't evidently. I just have money on them. Um, I didn't, the, 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 the Raiders gave me a little stinky smell. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like how that ended. Um, there's a Josh McDaniels face when he's coaching that I don't like seeing either, where it's like, I yes. don't, I shouldn't be here. Um, I, weirdly, the Falcons and the Panthers, um, I'm, I'm, I feel proud of. I'm like, you guys should be terrible, but you're fighting hard and I appreciate it and I respect it. Yeah, and they're going to keep fighting hard, it seems like, and keep losing games. Yeah. Your Josh McDaniels take, I think I think the face, <laughs> I think what happens in his mind, seemingly a pretty smart guy, and, and you know, obviously a, a Belichick disciple, I think in his mind he goes, I know that camera's on me right now. I know I'm on national television right now. Yeah. And like the pressure just, like, he just has like Tim Tebow, Denver Broncos, you know, from his time there recycling in his head. And he's just like, I know they're showing me. I just know it. Okay. The pressure gets to him. And that's why he makes that face. See, I'll, I'll yes. And that, because I think you're onto something. I think it's not about the, uh, existential part of it. I think he's like, I need to make, I need to like look good. So I think like, you know, like when you put your like jawline out to like look leaner. So I think he's like, just like, hold it, hold it, Josh. Come on, Josh. Just like, look good, look good. And then he's like, okay, okay, now I can coach again. And he misses like pivotal moments, you know, in the in the game that he should be coaching. Um, would you feel better or worse about having your coach be uh, Cliff Kingsbury or Nathaniel Hackett right now? I still don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I think Hackett just is just going through it right now. I think he's going to be fine. I really do. It's not been good. Do you, gonna... do you honestly, do you really? Because the, like, I've never seen it turn on a guy so quickly. Do you want to know the biggest problem I think with the Broncos? I think the biggest problem with hmm. the Broncos is Russell Wilson. They've got him for this right. season and four more. Right. Five year deal. He is garbage. It smells like the uh, John Wall, Russ Westbrook, long term, Max Seal. 
where it's just like from the third weekend, you're like, oh, no, I've got this. Yeah. I can't oh, do anything with this. This was not a downhill slow ramp for a semi. This is a cliff that yeah. has just completely fallen off. I hate that because I like when the Broncos are good. But I don't know with the coach and the quarterback. Uh, this is uh, this is worst case scenario. So, um, okay, let's do uh, last over under, uh, and this is just a joyful one. Just like, just I'm interested in it. What you think about it? How this many is months? Not joyful it? at all. <laughs> it's joyful because of the chaos. It's joyful in the way that the Joker's joyful. Do you know what I mean? Um, how many months until Urban Meyer is hired to coach again? I'm setting the over under at three and a half months. Are you taking the over and the under? I'm taking what I want. On this bet, okay. okay, I'm betting with my heart, not my head. Uh-huh. I'm taking the over because if I'm him, don't coach again. Okay, you think he's okay? You think he's going to do that? You think he's going to like? I should he probably can't go back, man. He can't do this again, can he? Okay, here's 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 the spin. He's definitely not going back to the NFL. They won't have him. He had a bad experience. But you think this is a guy who feels like satiated on college, where he's like, I can't do it again. When he looks himself in the mirror, I think he's like, I can take. I can take Nebraska to the beyond meat or the beat the meat bowl in uh, this year and then not take him to like the, the playoff next year. I, obviously we're talking about this because um, anytime there's a good coach out there unemployed, there's a college fan base who's not having a great time who thinks about them. And uh, Nebraska is that <laughs> fill in a blank team right now, because honestly the, the shot of the couple in the Oklahoma Nebraska game who were hug console, console hugging each other and wearing a shirt that said like hire Urban Meyer, that's an icon. That's a that's an iconic picture from the season already. It was incredible. <laughs> I was not ready for. I didn't realize we were like okay with Urban Meyer coaching teams yet. And then here's Nebraska. Like please God, anything a lifeline would you? I mean Nebraska. What what do they care about what Urban Meyer did in Columbus or in Jacksonville? Let's go. Let's figure it out, right? But if I'm Urban Meyer, just stay on television. Just stay on television. Stay where you are. Just just stay there for the rest of time. Do something with the XFL at some point. Have some fun with The Rock and do that. But just don't do this again. Don't go to Nebraska. Please, just don't. No, Jason, listen. You are asking Urban Meyer to be your internet stepfather, Bob Stoops. And he is. these are two men wired differently. Urban Meyer is not going to do that. He will coach again. I don't know how soon it's going to be. I don't know if he wants like a like a gap year, but I just feel like three and a half months is basically the end of the college season. I, the question is, will he be hired before the end of the season or will he be hired after the season when the coaching shuffle starts and someone goes to the NFL and someone steps down or whatever? And I, I, I think it's going to be over three and a half, but not not much. I'd put it between like uh, over three and a half, but under six and a half. You know, I think he's coaching next season and I think a fan base is legitimately excited about that. Um, okay, let's go now to, uh, I, I just want to check in. Um, you don't have to have an NCA bet, but do you have an NCA bet that you're, uh, you're looking at this, uh, weekend? I do. And I was also looking at Auburn at home and putting them in a parlay. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put Auburn in a parlay. I think yeah. they're trash. Just stay away from them. Just get like the, the clippers and the nose clips out or the tongs, you know, and like put them in the trash and just leave them there for a little bit. You know what I realized? I, I, like, I have a philosophical realization. I'm not betting on the NFL this weekend, number one. Number two, I'm just not dealing with teams that can't score. It's just like when I put the 10 on Tennessee, and I was like, they'll keep up. And immediately I was like, no, they're not going to keep up. What are you talking about? I don't like betting on teams that have a hard time scoring because it just feels like this is going to be a slog the whole time. You mean on the Tennessee Titans? 
Yeah, sorry, on, on the Titans. I was like, it's because just, it's not fun my, to watch. Here's my three. Here's my three pick parlay, and it's plus one thirty seven. Just put one unit on it, ten bucks. Tennessee at home money line, Kansas at home money line, and Appalachian State at home money line. Oh, who's app? Who's app? Say got James Madison. <sighs> now James Madison's not terrible. I They're not it. terrible. This, this is a is, classic letdown spot. I so was last week. Let me ask you a question. I had a and listener, let down. <laughs> you know, in the scattered smother covered this week. Um, I was like, we worship at the altar app state now. And I had a North Carolina, North Carolina fan listener be like, as a reminder, we beat them like 65, 63. And I was like, ma'am, is this really what you want to be high stepping about a non-power five school taking you to putting a 60 burger on you and you barely went in? Is that fair? Is that fair foul for, for a North Carolina fan to, to high step on that? I, I think that it's, it's a crazy, 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 crazy season for App State. So any surrounding takes around App State, even if it's for that, I think is fair right now. I mean, I got to be honest with you. The Florida in the 10 and a half, that scares me a little bit because that Tennessee defense is trash. Um, and this has the feeling of a game where uh, a Florida team that isn't that good with a Tennessee team that has a lot of momentum sneaks up a little bit. So I don't, I, that might be a stay away. My question more is, be honest with us. Do you have any hope for Notre Dame at North Carolina? Because North Carolina's defense is is hot trash too, hot sticky trash. I do have hope, and I'm I'm hoping this is the get right game. You know, you gonna watch it. You watch this game. <laughs> as long as I'm not at the softball or soccer fields, yes, I'll be watching this game. Are you yeah, conveniently play, uh, scheduling games? Game. You're like I'm only my kids are only I'm, available to show up at three thirty. I don't know Eastern what this Central. take is. I didn't conveniently schedule something. That was when the opportunity was available. You can't golf at night, which we should have more night golf here in in America. But until you and I start investing, and in that's our sevens course, seven front, seven back. Let's do it, and they're all lit, so we're gonna make millions. But until then, I had golf scheduled when golf was scheduled. You just flew by like one of the best business ideas I've ever heard in my life. So I, d- I there's not time have to like, really hunker. No, I have, but I just for the listener, I want to be like that wasn't just a thing he said. Like that's a really great idea. And to be fair, these are these are this is not an original idea. I just fully believe in it. There are courses that have seven holes on the front and seven holes on the back, and then you can still get a handicap from that. And then there's courses that are lit. So why not have a little bit smaller of a course, four less holes? First of all, that's the perfect amount of holes to play, which is 14. It takes a little bit less time. But then also, now we have a little bit less space because we have four less holes. So now we're going to use that money to put lights up, which is love also it. not an original idea. But put them, put the two together. I love it. And you're, you're saying lit, not as like the, the slang term is like exciting. You mean like lit by lights for the, for the flyover Karens. I can't be clear about this. I mean both. Oh wow! I like what you did there. I yeah. like that a lot. Um, okay, yeah. So I'm, I think I'm going to jump ugh, again. Florida has a hard time scoring. I don't know. We'll come back. Come back to our Friday post where we post all our bets, uh, and I'll have a firmed up uh, bet, and, and Andre will have his as well. Um, okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, do our cameo close as a pin. As a reminder, uh, Jason, you're at four. Andre is at four, and I'm at eight point two five. I think. Uh, allegedly. So I'm closing in on that 10 win. Um, so I'm feeling good, but I just want to finish strong, you know, finish real strong here. Um, we went on and on about the uh, Bills in this podcast. So I wanted to uh, use a Bills legend um, uh, as the cameo choice that we're going to be guessing against. So I've selected Bruce Smith, defensive end Ooh. out of Virginia Tech. Bruce Smith, the former Buffalo Bill, Hall of Famer Bruce Smith, I believe, um, with one of the mo- more soothing like uh, voices I've heard in a long time. And I don't know if he's gotten into audiobooks. Um, or like ways traffic directions, but I wish you would because I feel like he's a very soothing uh, baritone. This is an easy guess for me. 
I'm, I'm putting no thought into it, but I feel like I'm going to hit this on the, like right on the head. 150. One, you say 150. I say 78. I think he was 78. That was that's what I feel like his that number sounds was. Right. Is it 78 or 98? Final answer. Bruce Smith is. Oh wow, Bruce Smith is 378. 378. Whoa. So I was on the right track, but I was way too under. Jason, congratulations! What a win! Thank you. What a Thank win you. there, pulling into second place. I mean, just absolutely, just 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 on on one right now, you know. On a heater, on a heater. That's what's that noise? What's that noise? That's Jason Waterfalls coming up around the bend, making some progress, making some headway. Um, okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Over Under Achievers. Um, before you go, remember a couple different things, okay? Important things. Mondays, Tuesdays, depending on the weekend, we have our scattered, smothered, covered recap, um, best videos, gifts, tweets, stuff like that of the weekend to catch you up in case you missed it. Like this weekend, I had 58 soccer games to go to, so I didn't get to see a lot. So I had to catch up a lot to help me do that. Um, also, we do our bets uh, at the end of the week. So by the time you're listening to this, um, our bet should be up this afternoon. So if you want to join in or you just want to ridicule us, uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, we are on Twitter at OU Achievers and on Instagram at Over Under Achievers. And if you want to help us out, you can leave us a rating and review. That's great. But the best way is share the show with a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to help podcasts grow. So we ask you to do that. Uh, as always, I'm Knox. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad,